Tonight at 9 o'clock, I'm doing a Wednesday night special on Blaze TV all about what's happening in our schools and what can be done. I believe it is, it's far past time that we abolish the Department of Education. And I'm looking for people that will actually abolish some of these agencies. You don't have to believe in the deep state. All you have to believe in is that there's a bunch of people that go to work in Washington every day. They've been working there forever and they don't care what the election says because they're doing their thing and they've got well laid plans. And in the Department of Education, those plans, those marching or orders are all uh, all really coordinated with the teachers unions. It has to be abolished. There's an attorney general uh, in Missouri. His name is Eric Schmidt. He is, I think he's fantastic. He has been a leader in the ESG or the anti-ESG movement, trying to stop it in Missouri. He is also strong on education and schooling. He's currently running for the U.S. uh, Senate. He looks like he would be 13 points ahead of his uh, Democratic contender if he wins. Um, That's really good. The other guy is tied. We cannot, cannot lose a seat even to a wishy-washy Republican. Eric is not wishy-washy. He joins us next to talk about what's happening with the Biden administration taking our school lunch money and tying it to our gender policies in our schools. You don't participate in all the gender stuff they say. Your school doesn't get federal lunch money. We talked to Eric about that in 60 seconds. Real Estate Agents I Trust is um, is a company that I started maybe eight years ago uh, with my brother Robert. And I, I'll tell you, it is, it's a, a great blessing to us. It was started um, as something that the two of us were frustrated with. I had never had a good real estate agent because I didn't know how to find a good real estate agent. You know, you just ask somebody at church or somebody you know, or, you know, somebody's like, I got a cousin who does it part time and you don't know what to do. So you just hire them. I don't even know how to screen them or it didn't. Robert was the same way. He was having a hard time selling his house. and He was going through real estate agents. Um, I started working with the 500 best real estate agents, um, according to the Wall Street Journal, on another project, and I got to know them. And they all had certain traits. They all had best practices that every one of them did. 
And I realized that is what we need to look for in a real estate agent. Those are the qualities. So we've done that. This is a free service to you. We've pre-screened these uh, real estate agents all over the country. They don't work for us, but they do kind of answer to us if they're not if they're not doing the right thing by the clients and if they're not using those best practices, then we won't uh, pass on anybody's name. We want you to just interview them. If you're looking for a real estate agent, whether you're buying or selling a house, you know, on the same street or across the country, you go to realestateagentsitrust.com and get the name of the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to Eric Schmidt. He is uh, currently the Missouri Attorney General and uh, been on the program several times. He's a friend of the program because he is not a friend of ESG and he has been working against uh, not only that, but an out-of-control federal government. Eric, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great, Glenn. It's great to be back with you. Um, so you wrote a letter to Joe Biden about uh, the the lunch money being held back from states and from schools that are not participating in the uh, the gender bathrooms and everything else. I can't imagine how this is even legal for them to do, but can you walk us through this? Yeah, it's, it's not legal. And I think, you know, you, the intro here to this segment is very important to give context. The administrative state is antithetical to this country and what it's all about. The founders set up a system of self-government. You could send people there and you could send them home, but they were accountable to the voters. The deputy undersecretary of the Department of Education or the EPA is accountable to no one. No one knows who it is, and yet that person can issue guidance letters, rules, opinions that can affect millions of Americans. And we need to, one of the reasons I'm running for the United States Senate is we need to fundamentally dismantle the administrative state. From top to bottom, it's grown out of control. And this is the most recent example. You've got the Biden administration now tying lunch money to gender identity politics. And what does that mean? Well, if you don't, uh, if your state doesn't allow or prohibits men competing in women's sports, you'd be ineligible. If you don't have, you know, um, these uh, uh, gender neutral bathrooms, um, you're ineligible. So the reach is hard to fully comprehend because we really don't know what it means, but it's the most cowardly way to do it because the way you're supposed to go about affecting things in this country is, the elected representatives pass a law, right? And we all learn about the separation of powers and there's certain checks there. Administrative agencies often issue rules that go through some scrutiny um, and are the basis of a lot of our legal challenges because they don't follow the rules or they're unconstitutional or it's something Congress should be doing. Or in this instance, they just send a letter, Glenn. They just write a letter and create this chaos and say, this is a guidance letter that says, hey, oh, by the way, you're taking this federal lunch money you need to do X, Y, and Z. And so we're pushing back saying, hey, you're not allowed to do it, number one. And number two, it's unlawful. There's nothing in, uh, you're trying to rewrite federal law with a guidance letter. And so we're pushing back on it because it's really an extreme agenda. And I think they know they could never get the votes to do these sorts of things, or maybe they could, I don't know, but they haven't tried. They're just firing off letters now. Here's the craziest thing um, is they, they continue to do these things which are absolutely illegal. They're illegal. 
and they know it, but they do it anyway. And I think that's because there's a lot of states that will just go along with it. And if they can get those states through this way, that's great. But we are really, truly this. What Joe Biden is doing is enacting Woodrow Wilson's greatest dream, a president who is nothing more than a chief administrator. And yep. all of the laws, everything else is run through his administration. So it makes Congress really not. This is why the gun, uh, the uh, gun bill yesterday is so scary. They didn't even they didn't even look at the bill. They didn't have time to even read the bill. And the devil's always in the details. And, and Eric, I know you've seen Obamacare and you've read Obamacare about every every other page, maybe maybe every two pages. It says the um, the director shall um, uh, what was it exactly? The, the director shall um, define these uh, regulations. So nobody had the regulations. It was left up to the director of the department to just make up the laws. Right. And, and they say, we'll promulgate the rules or we'll issue a definitional yes. standard and all these sorts of things. And here's the thing. It's not just the administrative state. The Article One branch, Congress deserves a lot of blame here, too, because what the founders oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or thought was that, you know, each branch would jealously guard its power. I mean, read the Federalist Papers. That's what they're talking about. They jealously guard their power. But Congress does this little two step now where they say, I voted for the greatest bill in the world, but I can't believe you know, the EPA did this. And that's why we got to we got to take we got to put that genie back in the bottle, make Congress vote on these things, make them actually if it's a but whatever, you know, if it's a you want to issue one rule, you got to pull back 10. President Trump had a good start on this. He had a two for one rule that that Biden got rid of. If it's over, pick the pick the number. If it's economic impact is over X, make Congress vote on. I guarantee a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen. But you need warriors that are going to go to Congress to actually fight for those things. But you're right. This is what they did, by the way, on the vaccine mandate, Glenn. I think I was on your show to talk about this. Missouri was the first state to file. We took that all the way to the Supreme Court. They knew what they were doing. OSHA was created to make sure forklifts beep when when they back up, not to force a medical procedure on 80 million Americans. But in the meantime, a lot of these companies, a lot of these hospitals just sort of went along with it, either because they wanted to or they were concerned about the legal ramifications. So this is part and parcel of the strategy. You're right. The progressive movement, Woodrow Wilson, one of our worst, if not worst presidents of all time, sort of began this movement of the experts know better than the people, you know, which is completely antithetical to this country. You know, you rejected, I rejected. But here we are now. The American left has control of all the levers of power, and they are bulldozing people's constitutional rights. These red flag laws are unconstitutional. They deny due process. And yet here we are now, even Republicans saying, well, we got to pass the bill to see what's in it. I mean, that's kind of like Pelosi stuff. So anyway, uh, it's up to the states right so, now to push back. And that's why we've been so aggressive. So, Eric, um, tonight I'm doing a special on the Department of Education and the labor unions, the the teachers union in particular. Uh, those those two things, at least the the Department of Labor has got to be or sorry, the Department of uh, Education has got to be abolished. Um, what happens statewide if the Department of Ed was abolished? Because people will say they're not going to get any money for our schools then. Well, look, the fact of the matter is most of the money 
in education comes from states, not from the federal government. However, there's enough that they can do things like this, right? Tie federal lunch pro- uh, programs um, uh, to these radical policies. How about just get rid of the Department of Education and block grant the money to the states? That'd be one, that'd be one way to do it. But here, the, also the tie here, Glenn, is um, you, know, you block grant the money to the states. One tie here that's very important in Missouri, we have taken this issue on of the indoctrination in our schools, this woke identity politics that's making its way into our schools. We're doing it. We're going after it a couple of different ways. We issued subpoenas by these school districts in Missouri and around the country. Uh, and these marching orders are coming from D.C. That's why it's important to get rid of the Department of Education, because this kind of uh, ideological rigidity that makes its way to the other states stems from the Department of Education's relationship with the teachers unions. But here's what they're doing in Missouri, which they're doing in every other state. You just got to have the guts to stand up to it. We uncovered that there is a diversity, equity, inclusion consulting firms, one of which, by the way, is uh, Panorama, Merrick Garland's son-in-law, that's doing these invasive Mm -hmm. student surveys where they ask about kids' sexuality, parents' income, parents' political beliefs. This stuff is crazy. At the same time, we issued those subpoenas to find out more about that activity. We opened up a student's first portal where parents can send us stuff that's happening in their school district. Here's what we found. Teachers, administrative staff are being trained to view their classrooms under the lens of something called the oppression matrix, where you divide up students by oppressor and oppressed. The pyramid of white supremacy, where things like colorblindness, this you know radical idea that you would view people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, is considered covert white supremacy. So are terms like make America great again. This kind of uh, the gender unicorn is being pushed. And I'll tell you the other thing that we found just a couple of weeks ago, a parent sent kids are being forced in front of their classmates to do something called the privilege walk. I mean, this is, Oh my God. These are, these are struggle sessions, Glenn, for kids with this Marxist ideology. And we got to root it out. We just have to be unafraid and root this out because this divisive ideology uh, has no place in our classrooms. We need to start getting back to math and science. And how about civics? Why don't we like, maybe we start teaching civics again, but it's out of control and, and we're pushing back. So, Eric, you're running for Senate. Um, your race is close between the other guy. Um, the other guy uh, does not look like he's able to win um, or it would be close um, in the uh, election against the Democrat. You beat the Democrat by 14 points. Um, A, two questions here. A, will you about will you stand to abolish these uh, this administrative state and abolish things like the Department of Education? Yes. And uh, one of the things I've talked about that a lot of candidates don't talk about is this we have to demand, dismantle the administrative state. And those are, you know, a lot of the fights that I've had as attorney general have been about that, right? You see right. the abuse, you see the overreach, you take it on. And I'm going to take that experience and that fighting spirit, the United States Senate. We need it now more than okay. ever. The country is on the line. Now, the, the, the next question is, um, I know somebody else that could run for Senate. And I'm I'm cautioning him. I'm like, please, do you have a good replacement? Because we can't lose a great AG. We can't have you replaced as an AG by some mealy-mouthed AG. Is there somebody to step into your role that's really good? Yeah, there is. There will be a long line, Glenn. And I think what I'm most one of the things I'm most proud of is AG. We've set the template here. 
You know, Missouri Democrats had this office for a generation, and we've we've set the template for what an aggressive uh, AG does to push back against this overreach. And I just think all these big, important fights are going to roll through the United States Senate, Glenn. I mean, we need reinforcements to save America. I was proud to have Senator Mike Lee's endorsement. We announced that yesterday, Senator Ted Cruz. We need more fighters. We need fighters. And the guy I'm running against is a quitter. Quit on this state. That's his track record. Um, we need somebody that's going to be unafraid, stand up to this nonsense, and uh, fight to save America. I know you are, and if you have Mike Lee and Ted Cruz's endorsement, those are the two, the the two that are an absolute must-have. I think for anybody that's going to be in uh, the uh, Senate, and I so appreciate how aggressive you've been on. ESG and also on the Department of Education and what's happening in our schools. Eric Schmidt, what is your web address if somebody wants to get involved with your campaign? Yeah, Schmidt for Senate, S-C-H-M-I-T-T-F-O-R, Senate.com. They can follow me on all the, the Twitter machines and Facebooks, too. But if they want to get involved, Schmidt for Senate's the website. And uh, this is a great movement we've got. It's, again, we need uh, conservative fighters right now. They're going to push back. And uh, President Trump showed us what that meant. And uh, we got to take these folks on. Thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate it. Uh, Schmidt for Senate is the web address.com. All right. American uh, Financing, NMLS 182334, yeah. We are all in the same position. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, well, Bill Gates probably doesn't care. Well, yeah, no, he's investing in farmland, so he does. Um, we're all in a position where we need to look at where we're spending our money uh, and save more money. You need to get ahead before it's really too late to get ahead, at least for a while. So let me ask you, have you ever considered a cash-out refi of your mortgage? If you haven't, call American Financing today and get the free mortgage review I've been telling you about. I, I don't know what the uh, cash-out refi is on, on mortgage, but maybe it's right for you. Maybe it's not. But they have all kinds of options for you to be able to, uh, to examine on ways to save more money, especially when it comes to your high-interest credit cards. They can help you uh, with your uh, closing costs that roll it into the loan so you don't have to spend a few thousand dollars out of pocket to refinance. I mean it when they when I say that it is a lending process that focuses on your needs and your budget. It's easy to get the process started. Do it now. For over 20 years, they've been doing this for people just like you and people like me. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. America has had a revolution in education. The revolution is has already happened. Uh, it happened while we were asleep at the switch. And thank goodness for COVID-19. It is a blessing. It woke us up. And now they are taking it full throttle. I mean, they are they just don't care. COVID lockdowns saved us, bought us some time. The union controlled public education system uh, is is putting all of our parents off to the sidelines. During one of the debates in Virginia at the governor's race, Terry McAuliffe said something that was unspoken for a long time. Now they're not ashamed of it, and many progressives are saying this out loud, uh, that 
he said, quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, end quote. Well, that unleashed a tidal wave. Tonight's show, I want to help inform and inspire you in the quest for education freedom in your town, in your school. Some guests uh, that we have on tonight are working the front lines of this movement. Also joining me uh, is uh, the former Secretary of Education under Trump, Betsy DeVos. She is passionate about it. She's been working for her whole life, really, on this. Uh, if you think you know Betsy DeVos's story based on the media narrative from the past five years, you have no idea what a powerhouse this woman is. Don't miss my conversation with her and much more tonight. Why we must abolish the Department of Education now, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on Blaze TV and Blaze TV YouTube. Check us out, 9 p.m. Eastern. Holy cow. Man, this is the first time I've had a chance to take a breath in 90 minutes. Uh, we come back. I promised you yesterday that I would give you um, a way out. Uh, something that something that you can do that is a real step in fighting back. We've already told you today, call your senators that voted for the gun bill because there's another vote in the Senate coming in the next day or two. And it's important that they vote no this time, but they'll only do it if you call in. Also, abolishing the Department of Education. I'm going to give you an action step next. Third solution for today's program. Back program. All right. Now, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Rough Greens. Rachel, uh, Rachel lives in uh, New Jersey. She wrote in recently about her dog. She said, I have a 10-year-old golden doodle, Maverick. Maverick. Does he fly? She said, Maverick loves rough greens. I started using it a month ago with a free sample when I heard an ad uh, on your show, Glenn. I was unsure if he would eat it uh, since he's usually such a picky eater. Boy, don't I know it. But I followed the instructions, gradually adding more and more until I got the full amount. I cook his dinner and incorporate it in brown rice, chicken breast, or filet dinner. Holy cow. Wow, he's a hoity-toity. He loves it. His coat is shinier, and he has a lot more pep in his step. Thank you so much. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It is something that you sprinkle on whatever you're feeding your dog. It's a supplement filled with all of the things that makes your dog healthier and happier. Rough Greens, they're so confident your dog is going to love it, they'll send you the first bag free. You just pay for shipping. But feed your dog Rough Greens. Whatever you're feeding them, just put this on top. It has all of the things they need for a healthy life. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off. Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's Wednesday, tonight, Wednesday night special, all on education. We were just talking to the Attorney General of uh, Missouri, who is uh, slightly behind in the polls, to another guy who's running for Senate, for the U.S. Senate. Mike Lee and, uh, and Ted Cruz just endorsed um, uh, Eric Schmidt. I will, uh, I will not endorse him because it'll mean an instant loss. Um, but uh, he's running against a guy. Here, look. <laughs> 
Here's the problem. The problem is we just excuse too much from dirt balls. And we just like, well, no, that doesn't. We're not electing a pope. No, but can we get somebody who's not a dirtbag? Um, the guy that Schmidt is running against, this is a Republican, um, imprisoned his hairdresser. <laughs> now, you might allegedly, think. Allegedly, of course. What? Allegedly. Oh, allegedly, allegedly, according to the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. But all women must be believed. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so, so, so. Tell the audience the story, Stu, because you you yeah. you just wove a beautiful story. <laughs> it's story been a little be. while, but let me give you my best ga- my my best retelling of this. Okay, uh, basically, okay. Greitens was the governor of Missouri, and he wound up stepping down because uh-huh. of this uh, this this situation. Basically, mm-hmm. he had a, a somewhat flirty relationship with his hairdresser, apparently. Uh, where uh, while he was married, while he was married, um, and uh, yeah, okay. it wasn't anything that I guess escalated to any big level for a while. She sort of liked him. He was kind of flirty with her. That's the way that she tells the story. Um, then eventually, at one point, he didn't come back to her for a haircut for like several months. I want to say five months, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, booked another appointment, and she was, you know, was kind of I guess surprised by this because she hadn't heard from him in a while. And on this particular appointment, he seemingly made a move on her, uh, at least by her telling. Okay. Um, And she did not apparently appreciate the move, although she was she sort of seemed to like him in some way, but did not really like the move. He eventually got in touch with her and said, hey, I'm sorry how that went down. We should talk about this and discuss it. And she said, "Okay, well, let's meet somewhere public. He said, well, we can't meet somewhere public because, you know, there's the whole uh i'm running for office thing so they wound uh, up going to his house where they start some sexual encounter of, of some sort she goes downstairs with him he puts her in some restraints that he has like built in his basement or something bizarre uh she says she sees him take a picture of her nude because he like rips off her clothing um she says she says he blackmails her with a photo basically don't tell anybody about our hookup all right Uh, and uh, long story short there's disagreements on what uh what the 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 imprisonment part of it but he did admit to the affair and this is the reason why one last thing here glenn one this is the reason why he's up by like two or three (laughs) points in the in the in the general Uh election Uh and eric schmidt is up by 13 or 14 points this is a huge risk by republicans if they put this guy through yeah. Okay. Could I just say, um, I don't know about the kidnapping or the, you know, imprisonment or whatever that was. I don't know. Can we just not elect politicians that have sexual restraints in their basement <laughs> for playtime? What do you say? That's a bad idea. A bad idea. Okay. Uh, Oh, good heavens. What's wrong with us? Look, you want to solve this problem. We have to start looking for decency and honor. Do you know how we won the American Revolution? George Washington said once, quote, I shall make it the most agreeable part of my duty to study merit and reward the brave and deserving. He's the guy who the very first guy in the history of all war that issued a, a medal or a, an award to the enlisted men. And it was the highest award you could get from George Washington. It was called the Badge of Merit. 
come on, guys, let's go beat the Navy SEALs. We're not going to beat the Navy SEALs. Okay, imagine a group of, we go to the American Legion. No, we go to the Trump rally, and we're like, hey, I had just interpreted what he said as, let's just go overthrow the United States, because he might have a gun, and he can pick up a flagpole and beat the army with the flagpole. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. That's the way it was with the British. And so they knew, Washington knew that we had to be honorable. You had to behave with honor, self-discipline. You had to be charitable. He said that's why God found favor on us. Being an American at the time was really perilous. They were in the midst of a miracle, but they didn't know it yet. There was uncertainty and chaos It was a breeding ground of selfishness, short-sightedness, malice, greed, dishonor, turning people in, accusing people of all kinds of stuff. Yet Washington looked at all of his soldiers and said, have none of that. Be men of merit. Now, as far as we know, the first military honor that was bestowed upon a common soldier was this. And he made it available to every soldier. And George Washington was sending a message that in America, any soldier, any person can be a noble. See, nobles have lost their meaning because nobles were born into it. And so I'm noble. And so whatever I do, I'm a noble and I can get away with anything. Hello, Hunter Biden. In George Washington's time. And now we need people who understand what it means to be noble. We need men, but we also need women that are noble. It used to be that women got it and men were only behaving because women got it. Now, (laughs) God help us. America is heading down the wrong path and we have to be on God's side. He will not be on our side we must be on his side when abraham pleaded for god to spare the people of sodom he spoke about the virtuous remnant he begged god please spare the nation if there's just 10 righteous people in it we have to ensure that this nation has at least a remnant of righteous people so when we approach god for help we have some standing in his court You might remember I gave out my own version of Washington's badge of merit almost 12 years ago. It was around the time of the Restoring Honor rally. I've decided we were so early on everything. Now is the time. Now is the time. I know our nation is still filled with people of virtue. I know there are people on all sides of the aisle that are trying to do the right thing, that don't want to condemn everyone who disagrees with them, who knows the difference still between right and wrong and decency, common decency. They are the people, God willing, who will save this nation. And I want to lift those people up as a model because we need one of the first things the left did was destroy all of our heroes. So we have no heroes. I mean, did you see what did you see on Juneteenth? What what was it? Was it St. Louis that no, it was New Orleans that instead of a statue of a great African-American, they put a, a hair pick 
in front of City Hall. What is what? They don't want you to have any role models. I want all of us to get into the habit of recognizing people of merit in our own community, just like George Washington did. So I want to start something new. I would like you to nominate community members for this award. I, it, we've set up a system for you to write to us and nominate anyone who you think have behaved with virtue, kindness, merit, and integrity in the hardest of situations. Somebody that will just stand and take the beating, but they will not sit down. Somebody that has gone way out of their way to help and be, and be kind and generous and charitable. The award is open to anyone. Man in Phoenix, just the other day, owns a gas station, decided to sell his gas for 47 cents cheaper than he buys it. And he did it just to help his community. He said, my mom and dad taught me to help if you have something. If you have something you can share with other people. Well, God gave me help. We're not here to make money right now. I'm very happy just helping other people. That's a man of merit. That's a man who gets it. Doesn't have to be a public act. I'd like to honor parents that are raising their children to know the truth who are standing up in their school board meetings. I'd like to celebrate the business owner who refuses to kneel at the feet of wokeness. I'd like to recognize a teacher who will stand against their own teacher's union. I'd like to recognize the neighbor who checks in on the elderly woman next door from time to time. I'm looking for pastors that will stand up even though they know they'll lose people in their congregation, but they have to say it because we're so far off the path. Anyone who's living with hope and acting in love and serving their fellow man, nominate them for a badge of merit. Send an email to merit at glenbeck.com. And here's what you need to include your name and contact information, your nominee's name and contact information, and the story of your nominee's act of merit. I really would prefer that you didn't tell them in advance, but nominate them. Um, because we need to hear their stories. I'd like you to do it maybe in 300 words or less, really, because the staff, their eyes are about to fall out as it is. Uh, so if you could do it 250, 300 words, that would be great. And from your nominations, I'll be selecting um, outstanding citizens to be recognized on the air and receive our badge of merit. Nominate someone in your community for a badge of merit now. Email merit at glenbeck.com. All the directions and everything you need to know is also up at glenbeck.com, my website. But do that today. This is, yeah, this is the one thing I told you a minute ago that I was going to suggest that could help save our country. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, geez, that's not going to work. Do you know how many people said that to George Washington? They had zero chance of winning. Zero. None. Strongest army, biggest military, most powerful. The sun never set on the British Empire. And a group of farmers were going to take them on? There was no chance of winning. Zero. Zero. 
George Washington knew before even training. He needed his soldiers to be people of merit. Nominate them now. Merit at glenbeck.com. Here's something we can do uh, to find favor, I think. Um, you know, we, this audience, really truly believes in uh, the protection of all life, of all life. Every 34 seconds in the United States, the freest and best country in the world, a child who's supposed to be born in this world is aborted. If we are killing God's children before they even have a chance to live and be outside of the womb, how could he possibly look on us with favor? It's not possible. I've teamed up with the Ministry of Preborn. And they are empowering young expectant mothers uh, in crisis to choose life. And it is not just, hey, make sure you have the baby and then they, you know, disappear. These people actually care and they are with the moms. They are with the babies. The, the way they do it, they have such a success rate. They've, they, they beat all of the odds. Um, what they do is they provide an ultrasound. And when the expectant mom who comes in and is thinking about an abortion sees and hears her baby on ultrasound, 80% chance she changes her mind. 80%. So how many babies could we save as an audience? Look at what we've done already. Look at what we've done. Look at the number of people this audience has saved, literally saved, just in Afghanistan and now in Ukraine. How many babies can we save? For $28, you can sponsor one ultrasound. For $140, you can help rescue five babies. I think we can rescue at least 50,000 babies this year, at least if we choose to. Donate, dial 250, pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or donate securely now at preborn.com slash Beck. I want you to do your own homework. Check them out. They are the best. It's preborn.com slash Beck. Be a person of merit. What could be more honorable than saving a child's life? Preborn.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is somebody who shockingly has never been on this program, um, and apparently she was scheduled to be on this program the day that Robin Williams died, and we had to cancel, and for some reason never came back, and I don't know why. Her name is Lily Tang Williams. Um, she is running for the U.S. House, um, but she has an awful lot to say about what is going on uh, with the Great Reset. Uh, because she's seen it before. She actually grew up in China, um, and she was she was there with Mao's um, Cultural Revolution, and she knows what she knows what she's talking about when she's when she looks at what's happening in America, and she says this is communism. This is this is Mao. Um, she speaks with authority. So we're going to talk to her here in uh, just a second about ESG and uh, 
and the comparison between China's social credit system and ESG and all of the things that are happening today and how she experienced the exact same things when she lived in China. She is coming up next. Her name is Lily Tang Williams. You don't want to miss it.